You're listening to Master's Cast. This is Master's Cast, the first He Man and She podcast, episode number 59 for September 20th, 2015. Hey, thanks for downloading. I'm John Callis, also known as The Shadow. I am Katie Carty Hiley, also known as Rainbow Bright. I'm Josh DeLioncourt, also known as Lioncourt. Hello! Hi. Here we are. <laughs> John and I are actually together, like in person this time. Whoa! Ah, mind blown! <laughs> he was down in the the, the south. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is, this is still considered the this South. Is, I would consider this the South. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, you're not far from me. Come <laughs> by. Got to show off my collections and hang out a bit. Yep, and... I got to see the rainbow house. <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need to make it happen that we're all together to do a show at some point. Absolutely. We, we need to make that happen. Yeah, there's this thing called PowerCon, Josh. That's <laughs> in- I know, I know. Okay, th- uh, there's this thing called Money Shadow that I don't have, so... <laughs> He always uh, has money for San pay, Diego. Me there. Yeah, oh, someone right. always has money for San Diego. <laughs> they can always skip I, I San Diego. I can only do one, so that's Priorities. San Diego's the one I do. <laughs> skip San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, not taking that suggestion? Apparently not. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. hey, uh, you know, uh, you could both come to San Diego. See, that's way more expensive than well, going. Well, it's harder, to... though, for an individual to go to San Diego. Like, Katie would yeah, have to go sure. into, like, the lottery for yeah. the for the tickets. Mm-hmm. And then what if she doesn't get a ticket? And then I got to try to find a hotel room. Yeah. And they're all... Yeah, that, that's actually one uh, huge, like, in all seriousness, that's one huge reason why I won't skip San Diego. Because once you have a ticket, it's much easier to get a ticket for the following year. And if I miss out on a year, it'll be next to impossible to get back in again, so... So you could just buy the ticket, but not actually go. So you're still in the system. Yeah. <laughs> just, just consider it a down payment, like for the. Yeah, yeah. No, see, it doesn't doesn't work because you have to be there. See, the way they work it now is crazy, right? You have to be there to get your badge. Yeah. And then to register for the following year, you have to use that badge. There's a special oh. code on it. So oh. if you don't go and get the badge, you can't register for the following year. That sucks. So. Yeah, it's it's a crazy system they have now. Oh, it's just a sign. No more San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> it's run its course. No longer useful. Yeah, expired. <laughs> I would love I would love to do PowerCon. And who knows? Next year it is in June next year, so there there is a small possibility that I might be able to squeeze both it and Comic Con into my yearly California trip. So we we will see. I'm still trying. We will. We will find out. Do it, Rockapella. <laughs> <laughs> well, until then, at least two of us were able to get together. Yes. Hopefully we'll see Josh again at some point. <laughs> and you know what I think is funny? All, okay, so f- of the usual co-hosts of this show, there are five of us. Four of us all live within like three hours of each other. And then we talk about going to the other end of the continent <laughs> to do a show together. <laughs> He has a point. <laughs> well, yeah, possibly. We could like converge at Leanne's, maybe. Yeah, like it's more of a central. Yeah. Should probably be the central point. Yep. We're inviting ourselves over, Leanne, since you're not here. 
Yeah, yeah, there you go. go. (laughs) Shadow, you could you could pick me up on your way driving to Leanne's, right? Because both I'm between you and Baltimore, Maryland, or wherever. She's somewhere over there, somewhere. I don't know. Not particularly. Turn that direction. I would be driving like north up to you. Oh no! Then then back back down down south, sir. Oh really? Okay, I don't know. We'll figure. We'll keep on a train and I'll pick you up on the way. There we go. <laughs> Put you on a bus. Yeah. We'll get you on one of them like party buses that go to like different places. Mega bus. That's what they're called. Yes. Mega bus. Mega bus. We'll get you on a mega bus. <laughs> a mega bus down to Pittsburgh. I'm sure there's one that does it since we have a casino. Like the Ooh. mega bus probably like hits up the casino. <laughs> Spend a little money. We could, just do, we could go on tour, do the Masters Cast tour, right? Invite listeners to meet us in all different cities, and we could just go around recording shows. That'd be hilarious. Okay. Mumblecast did that. They went to like London and had a huge fan gathering there. Ooh. Yeah, several podcasts I listen to have done similar things to that. So, I'd be up for going to London. <laughs> I know. I have to go to Greece next year. Really? You have to? I have to. There's a wedding. Oh, poor um, you. So I have... <laughs> Well, but I was like, if only the wedding was in, you know, England. Yeah, I you think know people there. I like, I really would like to go to England, but we do. Maybe England stop, is awesome. Maybe I can stop over on the way to Greece. Yeah, there's probably if, an inexpensive flight between England and Greece. I would imagine. If I could live in England, I would live in England. I I love that place so much. It's so awesome. Well, I heard Martin's looking for a roommate. <laughs> I don't think my girlfriend would appreciate that. <laughs> All right, we're going to uh, go live with someone you've never spoken to. <laughs> <laughs> but he has a wonderful, like, spare bedroom you two could have. There you go. Again, Maybe we should talk masters. Yeah, probably. <laughs> what up? Why don't you... uh-huh, there's a lot of stuff. Where where should we start, Mr. Shadow? <laughs> Ask Katie. She's the one with the note. <laughs> hey, I got some notes over here, too. She has extensive notes, everyone. <laughs> I'm sitting here in front of her computer. Well, I've started doing this for Brightcast because otherwise I just... It's a good practice, though. It's impressive. Thank you. I think it's impressive. I'm glad you're you're impressed with them. But how about we'll let Josh start with his notes. Okay. And whatever he's left out of mine that we'll we'll (laughs) touch on. (laughs) Uh, I've only got a few small things. So first off, uh, we'll talk uh, classics, subs. So August, uh, after we did the last show... Some new figures came in. It was a good month, I think. We got Mara, who Shadow, I think, is very excited about being the resident New Adventures fan who is currently here. <laughs> yes. Have you opened so, her yet? Um, no, but she is going in the display case. Oh, I awesome. have I have it in my apartment, or have her in my apartment. I just need to take her out of the plastic and Sweet. put her in. Cool. So, I, yeah, I'm not a New Adventures fan, which anyone who's listened to this podcast uh, may not have picked up, up on at any <laughs> point. Um, however, uh, pretty cool figure. I, I like, I like. Um, haven't decided yet if she's going to go in the main display or not. I've kind of come to the realization that I'm not, I don't care so much about the, as far as the New Adventures go. If, if I like a figure, I'm just going to mix them in with the rest. And if I don't, then... Uh, there's never going to be there is never going to be a new adventures shelf in my display. So yeah, um, if you know, and I do, I do think Mara. I think of all of the new adventures characters figures we've gotten to date, 
Uh, Mara and Optic are the two I really like. The rest of them, I just, I really don't. But those two have been really cool. Like, they're not terrible. The other ones aren't terrible, but... What do you um, like so much about Mara? I'm just curious. It's just a cool design. I like the, uh, you know, the hair slash whip slash mace thing that she's got going on there. This is, it's just a good design. It's just a cool design. Cool. Um, I don't think I've seen really good like, pictures of her now that you mentioned it. I've seen, like, the front facing in the package, but... I need to look at yeah. Um, so same. It was sort of the same with Optic, right? He's just kind of a cool character, cool design. Both of them, I feel personally, fit in a bit better with Masters as a whole than most of New Adventures do. So, yeah, that's a fair statement. So, so anyway, so that was great. We also got Buzzsaw Hordak, which is okay, I guess. Um, yeah have a strong feeling I, i've never had a strong feeling about this upper deck so well there's not much new about him it's you know like at least hurricane hordak has the like the gold um like chest piece and the little hurricane thing on the hand this one just has that stupid thing in his chest otherwise <laughs> yeah, it just looks well, like hordak yeah and it's it's a little bit strange too because i i never had the original figure which is also i'm sure contributes to my apathy toward the, the figure itself but i was always under the impression that at least in the vintage line the buzzsaw was attached to him like it didn't just roll out <laughs> no i Is think that correct it, or was it, it, it just, a separate piece didn't you just like it. open the, the chest and it was like <laughs> i didn't have buzzsaw hordak either i don't even think i have him in my actual vintage collection he's one of the figures that i'm missing wow um, well, it, the, anyway, the, the, the classics version, yeah, it, the, the saw is just this round piece that's, uh, that sits in his chest and you open up the chest, there's a compartment and you take it out. It doesn't do anything. It's not attached to him in any way. It's just, just sits in people. this little box, <laughs> which is a little strange. So, it's random. um, so anyway, I mean, he's, he's fine. Um, I just, I don't have any strong feelings about him either way. Well, what I like about it is I can take my Hurricane Hordak head off of my Hordak Horde Trooper, put it back on Hurricane Hordak, then use this guy's head to put on the Horde Trooper. So, because since he just looks like Hordak anyway, now I have Hurricane Hordak back intact. Oh. There you go. So I like that. Okay. I know you'd find something to do with this Hordak. Yes. <laughs> But if kills. <laughs> this is this is the beauty of the mix and match pieces that that we've got going on. So, um, also we got the Heads of Eternia pack for 2000X subscribers. I have swapped out a lot of the heads, though not all, as of yet. Um, I thought they were pretty cool. So I like uh, like Buzz Off. I like Clawful. Um, and uh it's fine they're there it was a i think it was a good idea to offer those um not not necessarily all the ones i would have chosen character wise but but it was a good good group and then uh finally we also got evil seed from the 2000x sub as well and uh, that is one killer figure that is a fantastic figure I'm holding out for the filmation one. Yeah, I, I want artichoke head. Yeah, evil too. seed. Um, but I agree. I mean, like, it looks very good. It looks like the cartoon. Yeah. Um, Mike Young and all, but artichoke head takes the cake for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, we'll see. Um, 
I, I I'll I'll decide once we have the filmation one which one I like better. But they're so distinctive that you could almost have them in the case at the same time and just sort of treat them as oh, separate yeah. characters if you wanted. So their designs are completely different. Yeah. 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 So, um, but uh, but he is a very very cool uh, figure, very very well executed. So love that one. This month my uh, figures just came in yesterday. So we got uh, from the Classics sub, we got Sorud from the 1987 film. And for the 2000X sub, we got King Chupla. So uh, I've got to say, so I didn't have Sorud back in the day. I knew sort of vaguely what he looked like from descriptions from people and that sort of thing. This was my first introduction to Sorud. I really like him from the shoulders down. So you don't <laughs> like his head? I don't like the head and the weird helmet. And it's, first of all, it's it's kind of Darth Vader-y, his helmet. A little too Darth Vader-y to me. Um, I guess not, maybe not visually, but maybe, yeah, when you're feeling it, I could see where you're getting that impression. Okay, um... Someone else said that recently too, though. I think it might have been Pixel Dan. Because, like no, in the no, no, in the movie, the it was the Fush. In the movie, it definitely does not yeah. look like that. I it's got kind of that shape, the same sort of shape as Darth Vader's mask and, and such. So uh, it might feel like that more than it looks like that. I know the Fush said the same thing in their review of this particular figure. So, and uh, which I almost wish they hadn't, because if they hadn't pointed it out maybe it wouldn't have been so noticeable to me when i got the figure but Mm. because they did it was and but but even that aside like even if you take the darth vader aspect of it the helmet is it's it seems really bulky seems really huge it does look we're looking at a picture now to refresh our memories (laughs) um and it does now that i'm thinking about it look a bit too large yeah then it it's much larger than it should be i mean overall i do really like the figure um, the one thing I don't like or understand is, so his arms and chest and everything are this, like, teal blue color, which kind of looks like chain mail, if mm. not his skin. It's yeah. a little confusing. But the but his bottom regions are, like, green. Yeah, they are. Um, and then his face, his eyes around that area is the teal color. So it, it, I feel like there's something wrong. I'm trying to remember the vintage figure, though. It might be that way, too. Um, I'd have yeah, to pull out a picture, but um, otherwise, I really like the figure overall. I thought he was pretty ugly, but he was supposed to be. So <laughs> I just love the vintage one with doing the sparks. Like the, I don't feel like they would ever have a toy like that where it's producing sparks. Yeah. Um, well, no, not not after uh, Rollerblade <laughs> Barbie. If you all remember, my that sister had that in the nineties. <laughs> my sister and had that. Did it catch on fire? It did. There was a oh. uh, there was a uh, four year old kid who was playing with rollerblade Barbie back in the nineties. This was a big deal. This is all over the news. While uh, I think it was like his it was like his sister's toy, and but she was older than he was. He was like four years old, and he was like making it roll around. And it was sparking, and I, if I'm remembering all the details right, I believe she was like going out somewhere, somewhere. And she was fixing up her hair, and the sparks actually caught the fumes from the hairspray on oh, fire. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was really terrible, 
and uh, but there is a great uh story check if if you uh, anyone can find this there's a, a great writer that i love humorist called uh, named david berry who or dave berry rather he wrote a uh, uh a thing a column uh, back in the 90s and uh, one of his entries was about this where he was sitting out in his front yard with rollerblade barbie on his in his driveway trying to catch things on fire with it and uh, <laughs> And the neighbors uh, thought it was very strange to see this grown man sitting in a driveway with a Barbie doll, a can of hairspray, and some ratty old underwear trying to catch things on fire. <laughs> so it's a great, it's a great piece that he wrote about it as well. But yeah, it was sort of a terrible uh, scenario. So yeah, I don't think we would see a figure like that today mm-hmm. at all. So. But, but I mean, it, the figure is okay. I haven't decided yet if it's going to go in my main display or not, because space, space is becoming a bit of a problem in my main uh, display case, and I'm kind of picking and choosing who to display. But his, his color scheme and general demeanor would look good placed next to someone like Optic, if actually, yeah, if you so wanted to integrate. Uh, he Surad never looked to me like a just like blade like he since it was the movie look it didn't look necessarily masters of the universe yeah right to me back in the day um so it kind of stands out in the movie is he that gold bronze color yeah i would say it's pretty bronze okay um i mean he only survives half the movie spoiler alert (laughs) um but uh at least they killed him off and not like beast man or evil lynn that's true so yeah I want a Karg figure. Oh, yeah. That would totally. be amazing. Um, so we also got King Chubla and, uh, from the 2000X uh, cartoon. I love this figure. That is, that is a very, very cool looking character. I sort of agree. That big Yeti. I also thing. like that Campbell Lane voiced him in the cartoon, and Campbell Lane was the voice of New Adventure Skeletor. Right. Ah. Right. So, uh, but great, great figure. Um, I would say, you know, so far, um, for the 2000 X line, right. We've, we've gotten, uh, Calyx or Calyx. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how you pronounce that. Uh, we've gotten evil seed. We've gotten King Chubla. The, these have all really, um, been stellar, uh, execution on these guys. Like I, I just, I love all three of those figures so far. I agree. I think Calyx is my favorite, but I would probably put, uh, Chuba in second place. Um, yeah, I might agree with that as far as uh, Calyx goes. He is a very cool figure. Yeah. So. For like someone that had basically what 30 seconds, if that, of screen if that, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yet the figure is just phenomenally cool. So um, so they, uh, they have done a spectacular job with the 2000X uh, sub. So looking forward to finding out uh what i think of the rest of those <laughs> as they <laughs> come over the next three months so and uh a reminder there has not been a specific date set yet but uh mattel did say or maddie collector did say that uh subs would start for the filmation subscription sometime in october so that may be before we record our next show so if it is be watching for that and to note it won't be called the filmation sub it'll be called he-man and the masters of the universe exactly in case people get confused or hat mo2 as i've seen a lot of people yes, calling we're it already really. abbreviating because it's too long to type out <laughs> yes yes it is it took me a moment to figure out what in the world people were talking about yeah <laughs> 
so uh so uh also recently at the beginning of uh this month in september we got a little bit of a surprise um that was the uh, live action masters of the universe film from 1987 suddenly appeared on uh, both netflix and itunes it's only available for rent on itunes i expect it to be available to buy eventually on there it seems like a lot of things that if they go to netflix and itunes simultaneously it's like rent only on iTunes for a while, and then after Netflix has had their run with it, then they about make it available to buy. So, but wow. it's there if you want to revisit that. I watched the first few minutes of it and haven't had a chance to finish it because my internet situation is terrible right now. But I do plan on hopefully getting a chance to watch the rest of that at some point. What was interesting is I was I was actually using Netflix a lot recently because I've been going through. I had to go through Arrow season two so I could go through season three for season four that will start in October. <laughs> um, so I have a like a Roku television. So it's like yeah. built into the TV. Mm-hmm. And so you just fire up the Netflix app or whatever and um, fired it up the one day to finish up some Arrow episodes. And boom, it was like a huge advertisement for the Masters Universe movie at the top what? of the Netflix app. <laughs> Uh, before I could scroll down and say, like, you know, what I previously watched mm-hmm. so I could click into Arrow. But um, so I, I made sure I took a picture <laughs> nice. uh, of, the, of the TV screen. <laughs> so I was like, sweet. They're like they're like advertising it. And yeah. I don't know if that's just because of my viewing history that that yeah, ended up popping up because I don't I mean, I don't think He-Man and she are on there anymore. And I don't even think I remember watching them necessarily on Netflix yeah. um, unless it just thought because I was watching arrow which is kind of like a superhero yeah i might maybe. like this movie they just added hmm. um but there was a, it was the whole like the whole tv screen was like masses universe nice That's i wonder how cool. many people are watching it for the first time now that would be interesting mm-hmm. to hear their reactions so if any of our listeners are watching <laughs> it for the first time let us know what you think i still love it cheesiness and all <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, it's funny. That movie has been such a weird evolution for me. So as a kid, I hated it. When I went to the, the I still remember going to the drive-in and seeing it. And I was like, this is, this is just not good. This is not what I wanted it to be sort of thing. And then, but over the years, getting into my teenage years, I got it on VHS and I was like, oh, this isn't, this isn't as bad as I remembered it. And then it, once I became an adult, it's like, you know, this, this movie's fun. This is not that bad. So I, it's really fun funny how that your your tastes can change over over the years john just showed me the picture of the advertisement he got and that is epic (laughs) that is cool that is very cool so i've got just a a funny little side trip i want to take about this really uh very very quickly okay so i have been for years hoping that uh it would be available to buy on itunes and uh, so every, I don't know, every few months I will punch in Master Universe uh, into an iTunes search and see if the film is up there yet. And it never is, and it never is, and it never is. So two two funny things. One is that I did my, you know, my biannual search or whatever for it the day before it was made available <laughs> on iTunes and Netflix, which was really weird timing, right? The very next day it was on there. That, uh, that aside though, um, I discovered something and I'm sure others have found this. I'm sure this is not earth shattering, but it was something that I had not heard as far as I can remember. And it's one of those things that's sort of like, uh, you know, like a train wreck and you just can't, 
look away sort of thing. <laughs> it's so bad you cannot cannot stop listening to it in this case. On iTunes, if you type in Masters of the Universe, there are Masters of the Universe ringtones available. Hmm. Okay. One of which one of which is the opening sequence to Filmation, which sounds kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Except that it isn't the opening. It is someone, it sounds like probably, you know, in their basement <laughs> doing a very bad John Irwin impersonation with a MIDI file of the music playing and horrendously <laughs> bad sound effects to the point of, you know, the being this is cringer, and you hear, you know, the uh the chattering teeth cartoon sound that we all know, right? Like <laughs> You hear that? And this, it sounds like, like somebody's like shaking dice in a cup or something. Like <laughs> it is so terribly, awfully bad. That why hysterical. is this, why is this here? Why does this exist? And why does it cost a dollar 29 on iTunes? I'm trying to find. I don't understand. Somebody is making a ton of money. <laughs> Just for being ridiculous. So you can you can go and sample it. And the masters of the universe. I am Adam, Prince of Eternia and defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This yeah. is Cringer, my fearless friend. <laughs> oh my God, the sea! Secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, "By the power of Grayskull." <laughs> <laughs> wow it is so bad why is the why does this exist it that's a very good question i don't know they even have one that says the cosmic key by a artist named space gwildor so is this like a remake oh, that one sounds kind of like the movie although they might have just like taken it from the movie and put yeah, it on or the soundtrack Hmm. I guess, yeah, maybe there were just no official ones out, so people were like, hey, let's make some non-official Yeah, and I guess maybe, like, legally, it's like a cover, so if you pay for yeah. the right Oh, to yeah, it's, it's probably I don't a cover version. Hmm. Um, but, wow, it's terrible. So, um, <laughs> I just can't even imagine putting... I, I can't even imagine going to the effort to put something that terrible on, <laughs> on iTunes. So... I just wanted to mention that because I stumbled into that when I was looking for the movie the day before it was actually available. So Nice. Strange stuff. Strange stuff. But hey, it gave us a great laugh, so that's <laughs> worth something. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, there's also a live action re- reenactment, I suppose, of the opening scene with a guy dressed as Prince Adam. Or no, he's dressed as He-Man. I think he's, yeah, I think he's not dressed as Prince Adam. I think he's dressed as He-Man mm-hmm. the entire time. And he has a sword and everything. And huh. Although he's just... Oh, right. I think he's just mouthing along with it. He's okay. like lip syncing. I don't think he's actually talking himself. <laughs> but it's still pretty humorous to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love him. <laughs> Crazy fans. But uh, we are among them, so... True that. And we've made our fair share of strange things in the past. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> We just have buried it years later. Yeah. I only had one other thing on my list for this episode, which uh, I think is on your list as well, which was the Filmation poll for figures uh, that was run by He-Man.org recently. 
I would love to hear your opinion first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying out of this one. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I have I have very mixed feelings on this particular poll um, because I feel like I think I'm in the minority from what I want from the the filmation line. I am much more interested in seeing filmation characters, filmation specific characters, rather than characters being redone in filmation style. And it seems like that is a very you know I'm very much in the minority because the whole top whatever it was like eight or something like that, six or eight seems like it was almost all, or maybe all uh, just characters we've already gotten in the classics line, just being yeah. done again. And that does not interest me at all of the characters that I would care about either. Didn't even make the top 24, I think is what we had on that in the mm -hmm. final results or are pretty low on the list. Like I, I, I want dragoon uh, very much. I would like to see Driel, um uh hawk is a character I, I want a lot so there are a few of them in there but there are plenty that aren't i desperately want a dark dream uh figure i want uh lord turan and lady valtira from the sleepers awake uh there's a lot of characters that are specific to filmation that i really really want long before we get the same old characters you know for the umpteenth time but so isn't you don't you want them though in the classics style and not the simplified filmation style? I would rather that, but I would I would take those characters however we can get them. And over, I think over. that's exactly. where Katie had the confusion, right? Exactly. That's where a lot of people yeah. had the confusion because a lot of people voted for the characters that have not been made into figures yet just because they wanted to support interest in those characters but they do not necessarily want those characters done in the filmation style and most people verbally said i do not want this character in the filmation style but i'm going to vote for it anyway just to show mattel that we want that character but that was not the purpose of the poll the purpose of the poll was supposed to be tell us which characters you want done in the filmation style and it was even said the characters we want reintroduced in the filmation style. So to me, that says most of these are going to be variants on characters we've already gotten. And I'm fine with that. And I think that's what it should be. Um, but it got really confusing because some people were, were voting like you did um, just because they want those characters done, period, whether it's classics or filmation. Um, but a lot of people were saying, no, we actually don't want these done in filmation style. We want the more detailed classic style. So in the end, in the top well, 24, there were like six or seven of those characters that many, many people said, I do not want this character in the filmation style, but I do want this character. So it's a very mixed message. So, okay, let me ask a question then, because this brings up a very, very interesting point, And I've not obviously not seen any of the upcoming figures. So next year, we're getting Collector's Choice and we're getting the He-Man of the Masking Universe filmation type sub, right? Yeah. But there is some overlap. So Lord Mask is in Collector's Choice. Do, which which uh, thing does he f does he fit in better with? I understand these figures are supposed to be a little bit of a, you know able to be mixed and matched. Does he fit in better with the cartoony style of the the filmation sub that we're getting next year, or does he fit in better with the the classics line? Because even the classics line has had its cartoony type uh filmation characters right like people have said that about like lizard man and fang man and some of those characters that yeah they looked much more cartoony than the rest of the classics 
lineup because they were characters drawn from the cartoon. But Lord Mask is a filmation character, so he, yes. but he's not in the filmation sub. But he has so. a lot more detail on his classics figure than he would if he was in the filmation sub. Yeah, the filmation do, figures do you, are very think, low though, detail. Do you think, though, that that's... Like, here, here's where I think the, the confusion lies, right? Is that because... Uh, because we're seeing like do we think that the filmation sub is truly going to be this less it detailed is. well yeah. no i know but hang on let me finish okay. <laughs> uh do we really think it's going to be this less detailed because it actually is or because of comparison to because most most of the figures we're getting next year in the filmation thing we've already gotten in classics so if they're going to filmationize those figures or whatever they're they're automatically going to lose some detail I just wonder if, though, if, if we were, like, in, let's say, if uh, Evil Seed, right? If they had done him in Classics, the filmation version of Evil Seed, would he look different than he's going to look next year? Like, we don't know, because we don't have a comparison. You know, you know what I mean? Which Evil Seed are we talking about? The Evil Seed the the, filmation that's going to be Seed? part of the filmation sub next well, year. Well, like Katie and I were discussing earlier, I said, I don't think, if they redid Adora in the, mm. filma- in the filmation sub, there's really not much to douche yeah like maybe make her red brighter yeah instead of like the darker kind of classics yeah um but like he-man if you have classics he-man standing next to filmation he-man they look totally different yes like totally different um if you had queen angela classics next to filmation queen angela they're gonna look basically the same yeah so i think those characters don't need to be remade yes in filmation that was another point a lot of people brought up was you know you have these characters in this poll that have already been made in a very filmation style taking up slots where another character probably should have fit better would have fit better yeah and like people like lord mask i feel even though he's filmation I want to see him in classic style or collector's choice yes, because he'll have a bit more detail on him. Mm-hmm. Whereas again, someone like Seahawk who has a really good figure, he already looks filmation. Yeah. So they would maybe remove some details, I guess, but like it would be the same figure. So like, yeah. I don't feel like Seahawk needs to be remade. Yeah. This could yeah, be so a I... good opportunity to like re-release people like Adora who you can't buy anymore. True. With like a repaint. Mm-hmm. Um, type situation. Yeah. So they could throw some of those in. Like Shadow Weaver. Yeah, like Shadow Weaver. Is, that's a perfect Who example. Who did not she, make it to the top 24, and I have no idea how she did not make it. All they have to do is do a different little bit of a different color scheme, I feel, yeah. on her attire to make it look, excuse me, more filmation, and she would fit in the filmation sub. But like Lord Mask, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm digging myself in a hole because someone like King Miro... <laughs> The like the Randor filmation style Randor figure that was in classics. That's what I would want King Miro to look like. So you might as well put him in the filmation sub because that's basically what that one. Lo- it's con- right. Well, that, this is kind of you're kind of proving my point. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm just digging my hole like, deeper. Um, so this is what I don't understand. Like it, to me, it seems like these two lines should be at least somewhat compatible. You know, yes, if you're going to redo a character and you're going to go all in on a filmation version of He-Man or Skeletor or whatever, there's going to be some detail lost because you're you're trying to recreate the cartoon. But I think with some of these other characters, like like a Dragoon, for example, or a Lord Mask or whatever, these these uh, characters that are filmation characters. 
I can see it going either way and them ending up in either sub. So yeah, the, the drawing these lines between the two subs, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know that this is going to end up being wise for Mattel because I think they're they're creating uh, they're creating more confusion than they're preventing by by divvying these up. I think you could you could offer both as two separate subs, but splitting one of them off into this separate line, I think, is going to lead to exactly what we're seeing in this conversation. That it there's the the lines are not drawn clearly enough to to know what to expect from one versus the other i i well i might disagree a little bit with that just because i think the line is drawn where like the re the ones they're remaking are ones that look significantly different as filmation versus classic like you put the two he-mans or the two skeletors next to each other different yes even beastman different Mm -hmm. um whereas if you had um if they had already made artichoke evil seed in classics Mm -hmm. he would have already looked like filmation yeah evil seed right that was my point that was my point so i think the filmation sub is gonna stick with things like evil seed would look basically the same it someone like dark dream who kind of just has a cloak would look the same twiggets Mm -hmm. would look the same but negator or lord mask would look better in classics than filmation just because they would have a little bit of more spice on Mm -hmm. the details that's how i think it'll end up being so i and i hope you're right um but i hope that that mattel is kind of aware of this confusion and they look at something like this filmation poll when they decide who's going to be in collector's choice for the following year yeah and remember the polls aren't like the end all like the decision making process either Um, right but it it does i mean they've said that it does play you know it's it's factored in they they consider it when they're making their their decisions so right yeah um, that made me a little nervous as well i guess we'll just have to see how it plays out but it was highly confusing and i also saw many people suggest that it would have been better if they had done the collector's choice poll first um, so that people could support these characters like Hunger the Harpy and Granita and etc. that they want made, but they want them in the classic style, not in the filmation style. So they could have supported those characters already in Collector's Choice. And then when it came to the filmation poll, they could have just supported the characters they want in that style. What I think they should have done... Um... And I mean, I sort of understand the rationale why they why they didn't. And by they, I mean the people setting these up on heatman.org, <laughs> whoever is behind all of that. What I think should have been done would have been better was just a straight here. Here's another poll, kind of like they did uh, last year or the year before, whenever that was. Here's a poll of, of characters. And don't try to divvy them up between collector's choice and filmation, because that's I think that's a big part of the problem. Get, find out who the most fandomatic characters are filmation and otherwise and then let mattel worry about how they're going to market them if it's going to be a collector's choice Mm -hmm. entry or it's going to be a filmation entry because too much of it's based on design and and whatever so it seems like that would have been a better way to go about it you probably would have gotten much more accurate results um that way instead of just people saying oh well i'm gonna vote for this character because i want to support whatever well there's a new round of polls though that's kind of doing that that started yesterday but isn't that just for the collector's choice? 
Well, but still, if you think about it, if it's like if these are your most end up being like, say, the top 35 most wanted characters, that does kind of give you. You know what I mean? Like so they may still take they one still of those might characters yeah, and say that and say like, well, I don't know, uh, Maylog hint from <laughs> Shira is in the top 35. Right. OK, mm-hmm. we'll put her in the in the filmation sub because gotcha. that's where it would fit best, even though people want, you know, because mm-hmm. that poll, I mean, it's going to have like, what, 700 characters or something. Yeah. So, I mean, that could actually do that for them, like see like, OK, well, these are the 35. And I'm sure if they asked, well, what was, you know. 36 through 100 can yeah. easily list them out from the poll results. So True. And I doubt there's going to be any variance in that poll, or do you think? Oh, no, there's a lot. Yeah, oh, there, yeah, okay. it's like everything. Anything that was slightly different, it, or, it looks like, okay. would be in the poll. So I, I voted on the first day, and it looked like a bunch of just random characters. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who in the heck are some of these? <laughs> I know, it was weird. Some of them, like, even like it was a filmation one. And I was yeah. like, what episode was this? Yes, <laughs> It must have only been one. Yeah, like, I'm like, hmm, need to brush up on my episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. That's a good point, though. Hopefully that will steer them in the right direction with new characters. Yeah. And Filmation will end up being more variant. I don't know. It's Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see. Although I'm a little... And we'll get into this when we start talking about Tila. But I'm a little wary of this <laughs> Filmation sub at all at this point. Well, let's keep in mind, though, I believe... <laughs> Failmation Tila was sculpted before any of this filmation stuff. Oh. So, and she's kind of gone back into hiding. So maybe, <laughs> maybe she's going back to her plastic surgeon. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and I mean, that might actually explain why uh, there hasn't been any uh, price announced yet for Point Dread and Talent Fighter, which uh, Tila, Filmation Tila is supposed to come with. Maybe they're going to push it back. They need to they need to tack on another $10.82 uh, to fix her head <laughs> onto the price of Talent Fighter and Point Dread. Yeah. Why don't we get into that? So Talent Fighter, Point Dread, Pilot Tila. Um... I've got a lot of notes here. So first, I want to thank Yuka for posting the pictures online during Grayskull Con. Yuka. Because <laughs> that's the only way we even knew what she looked like, because Mattel has been hiding her this entire time. Obviously on purpose. Now we know why. <laughs> um, they still have not released the cost. And it's, de- it's debuting in, what, November? So two months from now. And yeah, that's, that's weird. Um, a lot of people are having... Well... I'll get to that in a minute. First, November is going to, they were saying is going to be an expensive month because that's also the month where Drag Store and Queen Grayskull? Yeah, I can't read that. Yes, yeah, Drag Vina. Store and Queen Grayskull come out. Oh, plus the snake torso. So, yeah, that's a lot of stuff for one month, especially right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. I get that complaint. That's, that's a little bit ridiculous. Um, some were wondering if it might be delayed. And if you're saying she's gone back into hiding, perhaps. Yeah, so they had that He-Man event in Los Angeles this weekend where they did, like, the screening of Secret of the Sword and screening of the movie. Mm-hmm. They had the movie folks down. They had filmation people down, like Erica Scheimer and Alan Oppenheimer and things like that. Um, and I guess she wasn't in the display case. Like, Talon Fighter and Point Dread were. Hmm. But I think maybe she went back to her plastic surgeon. Okay. That's what I thought. So maybe they did hear... All of the outcry. There's like 33 pages worth of this one thread of how horrible she is. Um, if the, if the hate is that universal for this figure, yeah, how did it ever get this far? 
question. I remember she's and she's been hidden though like so we're like i think they kind of maybe knew that it was like yeah yeah but so why not fix it before now like it seems strange do they do they ever have a rhyme or reason sometimes i don't know (laughs) i hate to say that i'm not dogging the new people or the old people just well and plus they've been completely silent on the issue and this has been what at least a week yeah i'd say at least a week since Grayskull Con, since we first saw the pictures and all the hate started pouring out. And it's completely universal. Like, there's maybe one or two people that were like, oh, I don't really don't care. I don't think anyone actually said, oh, I like her that way. She should stay. Um, but yeah, they've had an entire week now to make some kind of statement and they have not said a word. So that's just, that's not cool in my book. You know, they made this whole speech about having transparency at San Diego. Like, well, this seems pretty opaque to me, but okay. (laughs) Um, And yes, some people were saying that this was a mess up by the new team. But were you saying it was, she was sculpted before the new team came on? No, I think she was sculpted before any of the other like filmation looking things. Oh, okay. So like, I don't know what happened, but uh like a lot of people, I think, are saying that this was not a mistake by the four horsemen. Horsemen, yeah, it was like I forget what they said, but basically the manufacturer uh-huh. messed it up. Which could very well be yes. And maybe the reason we don't have a response is because they're waiting for the actual corrected. Maybe they only had a few prototypey type ones. I don't know. I'm just throwing ideas out but there. But it was like all in the whole package and everything for Grayskull Con. So it looked like the final product. Yeah. And it's only two months away. Like they don't have that much time unless they are going to delay it, which perhaps they will. Uh, I've, I've got to think at this point they were going to delay it because I can't. I, I'm trying to come up with any other reasons why they haven't at least announced a price yet. I mean, unless the price is just going to be so outrageous that they don't want to deal with the aftermath of that but i can't see them doing that either so yeah it just seems it seems insane uh that we don't have a a price you know less than 60 days before this thing's supposed to go on sale and i really hope they do they are taking her back to the drawing board and fixing her because so many people have said well i was excited for this set now i'm not giving them a penny so it's going to bomb if they leave her the way she is um yeah I, I'm a bit worried about that. I, I, I will end up with it, I think, anyway, regardless, because, like, I don't care. Like, if to have that Tila would be great if it's a good filmation version of Tila. That would be awesome. But I want Point Dread and Telefighter enough that it doesn't matter. It wouldn't keep me from buying the set, but mm-hmm. I would rather not be paying for a figure that's that terrible. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Well, there were some issues with Talonfighter and Point Dread as well. Um, not nearly as bad, thankfully, but like Point Dread seems like, I don't know that it's smaller or it's just more uh, what's the word? There's like not enough room in it for a figure to actually stand inside it. Mm. Whereas the prototype picture had Tila and the computer inside it at the same time. But with the actual product, it's so crowded that you can't even put a figure in it. Mm. So, yeah. That's... That, that may, though, be um, that may just be a matter of the needing to make it that size, because it, I, as my, I understand it, it is supposed to attach to the Grayskull playset. So yeah. um, and the tower, uh, you know, the Grayskull playset, the size of that, it's already set right that's not going to change so they may have had to adjust the size in order for that to fit correctly on top of grayskull so well they would have had the size of grayskull already when they made it 
Well, the prototypes though are are often made larger than the final products, and they scale it down because it's easier to do to sculpt all the detail and everything at at a larger size. Like for example, back in the two thousand X days, whenever they were showing off a new character, they were two ups, so they were basically twice the size of what the figures would actually be because it's easier to to sculpt all that detail at a larger scale and then shrink it down uh, digitally before they Hmm. produce the molds and that sort of thing. So okay. Um, it might have been if we were seeing an earlier prototype that it was a little bit bigger and then they had to shrink it down to fit on the castle. So that I'm, I'm, I am, this is pure speculation. I have no idea. That uh, sounds plausible. Yeah. That seems to me like it would be more likely because I don't think that the, the, the set itself is going to be bigger or smaller based on cost or anything. It's going to be the size it needs to be to fit on yeah. top of the castle. Yeah. So it's sort of a set thing. And uh, I, I don't think there's a whole lot they can do about that. Something about the floor of Point Dread, the sculpt looked bad, and there are slight paint issues on Talon Fighter, I saw mention. But yeah, I don't think there were any huge issues with those two items. It was mostly Tila, but so many people were so outraged by her and ha- just what a horrible, horrible job they let slip through that they're like, okay, never mind. I just, I'm not going to support this with my money, which I completely understand. Um, and then they were also blaming this on the new team, which may or may not be the case. But now we've got the King Hiss tor- torso issue that's happened. Um, many people are upset that the 2000X subscribers did not get early access. Uh, the Portak had the open torso, yet Dragstore is not having his wheel that moves or something like that. And his torso is the wrong color, so there's issues with that figure. So it feels like things are starting to pile up. Um, whereas I think on our last episode, it was just the King His Torso that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And now we've got, you know, four or five issues that have popped up in the last month, um, which is not boding well going forward for Metallic. <laughs> Hopefully this is just something crazy went went wrong and like, they're um, learning from it. Yeah, like, um, you know, the new team comes in, they're going to have some bumps in the road at first yeah. before they can iron out how to... Well, yeah, and you got to remember, too, this is what we're getting right now, what, what's actually coming in the mail, what's coming out right now. This is sort of the tail end of the previous team's work, right? So, um, you know, the stuff that's coming from that really was would probably be all or or mostly put together by the new team is the stuff we're getting next year, right? Because yeah. it, uh, it was the previous team that, that sold the 2015 sub and did all of the, the work on this stuff. It was the previous team that promised the the king his uh uh torso and that sort of thing so Mm -hmm. it makes sense that in that transition there's going to be some some pains to as as things kind of switch over and it makes sense that that we would see them piling up now toward the end of the year toward the time when that transition is really kind of kicking into gear it would be nice that they at least would release a statement to that regard (laughs) it can even be that we've heard your opinion yeah Give us some time to look into it. Right. Anything would be better than yeah. just hiding That's the thing. If you just, just a little like bit, then you're like, okay, they're aware, they're listening. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can't do anything, but they're just going to check, which they probably can't do anything. Yeah. And then they'll eventually tell you they can't do anything. But at least they acknowledge that they see what's going on. That's probably yeah. what most people would just want. Exactly. I, I, I'm a little surprised we haven't heard anything yet. But, I mean, a week when you're talking about a huge corporation like Mattel releasing that long, they probably, before they can make a statement, it's probably got to be approved by lawyers and all that stuff. So I would say if we still haven't heard anything about the, the Tila thing, 
by, you know, like the beginning of October, um, then I would say that that's definitely a problem. I will, I will say, I, I, as far as the, you mentioned transparency and all the stuff that they were talking about before, I, I will say the, uh, what the fans want to know, uh, question rounds that they do, um, for answering fan questions for various sites and things those have gotten a lot better under the you know under the new team and since they've they've been kind of promoting this transparency thing even when they can't uh when they can't uh you know say yes or no to a particular question it's such and such figure coming out you know they're never going to tell you you know before they've got the details hammered out and stuff like that but even with those kinds of questions, they they're a lot more forthcoming with information. At least at least that's how I've been reading these lately. It's not a lot, you know. Before there was the joke about the well, it's logistics or you know whatever. It was like a lot of the same answers mm-hmm. just recycled over and over and over, right? For every mm-hmm. question, and now it's like okay, yeah, that's a cool idea. There, you know, and they might say something along the lines of well, there could be an issue with this because of X, Y, and Z. You know, they're a lot more open about the the process i think now than they were before it's it's not like great it's not like they're telling us everything but i think it's definitely been moving in the right direction of the over the last few months well that's good to hear but yeah i know it's just it's given pause to many people who are really gung-ho about the filmation sub including myself and you may be right it's probably just the transition period and bumps in the road um but it just happens to line up right at the same time when the filmation sub is coming up to purchase. And that's a lot of money to drop on something that might end up looking like filmation Tila. I mean, she looks so bad, so bad. And I, I doubt any of the, fa- the filmation sub figures would look anything like that. But now that we've seen what a prototype can look like and the final version can look like, and it's so vastly different and horrible, it makes you a little nervous to part with that much money. Um, and I did want to read some hilarious quotes that I saw on HeMan.org. Um, there are a lot more than this, and you should go check out that thread if you have not, even though it's like 33 pages long at this point. But <laughs> people were just cracking me up um, in their hatred of her. So first, that bloody Mikey said, yikes, Tila needs to get herself a chin. <laughs> so basically, he, what he's talking about is her lips are like at the bottom of her face. Like, there's barely any flesh between the bottom of her lip and her supposed chin. It's like it. she just doesn't have one. And I, mean, I, I think several people said it was her chin that was transparent. Uh. <laughs> so that was funny. Um, Zord of Protection said, bless her heart. Now I see why she's been kept such a secret. Looking like Alvin and the Chipmunks mama. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she kind of has a chipmunk face. And it's kind of flat. It's like squished. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. It's just. It's, oh. Yeah. It's so bad. Um, Jubilation said that Tila looks like she's had a really bad facelift. It de- like I would agree yeah. with that one. It yeah. definitely looks like she had a facelift. Like if yeah. she was a human, and that's what and you Botox saw. Yeah, like and... she had a facelift. Yes. Oh, who was the one that compared her to jo- Joan Rivers? Oh, Dur- Durandal? I don't know how to say that, that username. Yeah, like an attorney version of Joan Rivers. <laughs> so accurate. Even her eyebrows are weird. Her nose is weird. Just, ugh. Oh. Uh, True Form called her a butterface. He cow. 
<laughs> some people are even like, Toy Guru, come back! Which is hilarious because of all the hate that yes, he sustained. It's, yeah. it's, oh, you miss it when it's not there. You hate it when yep. it's in charge. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But that just made me laugh that some people were even suggesting they wanted him back. Um, oh, yeah. It, well, this was something I think one of you mentioned earlier that is so universal. Um, Jeeves Osiris? says, it's not often that the org has a true moment of unity where we all come together in unison to show support for each other and solidarity over an issue, and it is not often that we all stand up and agree about something so passionately. It really is great to see that we can find that level of community every now and then. So thank you, Ugly Tila, for bringing us all together. So at least there's one upside to this. We've all had universal hate, and it's been yes. fun to share that with each other. Please read the last one on your list, because I really like that one. <laughs> yes. These were just a few name nicknames people came up with for the figure. Um, Failmation Tila, like we've said, Mega Gear, Mega Gear Max said that one first, I believe. Tuck138 called her fake Ela, kind of faker to yeah. <laughs> The fake version of, of Tila. And then Point Dreadful Tila. Monster <laughs> <laughs> 6. And yeah, that I think that was my favorite as yeah. well. <laughs> she really is dreadful. Dread- wow. Dreadful. So yeah, so, that's that's the drama in yeah, the fandom We'll right see now. what happens when they actually announce yeah. the product and put it up on the website, etc. Yes. One final question on the uh, Filmation versus... Uh versus uh design and all those things that we've been talking about through all of this one uh, character that i saw very high up on the list that surprised me a bit because at least as far as i can tell based on my 30 year old memory of watching the cartoon (laughs) but pretty much dead on uh already filmation do we really need another cringer i thought that was weird to see that so high on the list a lot of people wanted more articulation apparently Oh, I really don't care. I think I don't he looks great the way he is. It looks fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, th- I think he looks great, and it, it, it's such a small character. Like so many of the the smaller ones, right? Like obviously he's he's bigger than Cowl or whatever. But a lot of the smaller ones, like Cowl, like Lukey, like uh, you know, in Cringer on the smaller side, don't have a whole lot of articulation anyway. So it's yeah. fine. He, he fits in. So and I I, prefer... I, I think he looks great. Yeah. So. I bite like like a baby cringer with little young teenage Adam. Uh-huh. That would be a cute two pack. But yeah, I don't need another full size cringer. Nah. nah. Um, did you have anything else to say about those before I change the subject? I think we're good. Okay. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to Phil Naval because in our last episode I was talking about oh god the guy with the trunk. Snout spout? Snout spout, there we go. I was going to say hose nose, which they do call him in the (laughs) That's true. I was saying I wanted one of him so that I could recreate the Christmas special scene with him putting the star on the tree. And Phil already did it. Like a few years ago, actually. He tagged Mm -hmm. me in his photos on Facebook. I'll see if there's a way we can share those with the rest of you because they are epic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He did a really good job with that scene. So yay, I don't have to do that myself. Thank you, Phil. You're awesome. Um, I wanted to, because we did briefly mention, but I wanted to give a little more attention to the He-Man and She-Ra Day that is happening at the Egyptian Theater in L.A. this weekend. Well, I guess it was Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Maybe it was, it's not today. But anyway, um, I was disappointed that we had very little advance notice 
it was like less than a month um, out when they said, oh, hey, this thing is happening. And it was such a huge thing. They had so many voice actors and live action actors and writers and I, all the people. They were like vendors and it was just this huge, huge deal. And we had no warning. Yeah, if there was more lead time, I probably would have went. I yes. would have probably flown out for it. So Yeah, me yeah. too. And I heard a lot of other people saying the same thing. So it's like great for the people who live in L.A. Of course. Um, yeah, they get all the cool stuff. <laughs> but sucks for the rest of us. So if they do something like that in the future, I really hope they'll give us some advanced warning. Would be I nice, think yeah. the excuse was <clears throat> just that they didn't have the final details set in stone. But I'm sure they at least had the date. Or a roundabout date. Because this was months worth of planning that went into this. It was not thrown together in a month. So anyway, that's my gripe. (laughs) Because I would have been there. And that sucks. Although next weekend is when Daniel Benedict will have his Fall of Grayskull premiere there at the same theater. So awesome for him. I can't go to that either. But I wish I could. We're there in spirit. Absolutely. Lots of awesome stuff going on in L.A. right now for Masters fans. Um, and then Grayskull Con happened last weekend in Germany, and Daniel had his first premiere of Fall of Grayskull there, and he did show a little video of people's reactions right after, and it was just people clapping, uh-huh. like I was hoping he would interview, and maybe he did interview some people and just hasn't posted that yet, but there was a lot of applause, so I really think it went over well, um, and I think they did interview him after the fact, and he would he said he was happy with the results, so... good. Yay for Daniel. I cannot wait to see it myself. He's got some more premieres coming up soon. Go to fallofgrayskull.com to get more details on those. And then John F. Carroll's Trials of Dark Smoke is now also available on YouTube. And you can see that one. That's the third in his trilogy. So look if you look up Trials of Dark Smoke and go to the videos in John's channel, you'll see all three of them. Um, I have not watched it yet, but I am going to. Very shortly. <laughs> I'm really, really excited about that. And Because I'm an elder in it. Oh, yeah! Our own John Callis <laughs> is in Trials of Dark Smoke. You Yay! get to hear me read a sentence. <laughs> Do you put a lot of feeling into I sentence? did. I did. I actually asked him for a teleprompter because I was trying to memorize <laughs> the like paragraph I had to say and I just kept messing it up. <laughs> Can you give us a preview? Can you? Oh, I don't remember what the line was. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, there's a whole sequence of cameos. They're all, it's all nice. el- everyone playing elders. So that was really cool awesome. and fun. So that's fantastic. I love that he threw that in. So since John had to jet back to Pittsburgh, Josh and I are here to interview Daniel Benedict. Yay! Hello. Hello, Yay. Daniel. You've heard us mention him several times in relation to his new fan film, Fall of Grayskull, that premiered at Grayskull Con in Germany last weekend. So we wanted to have him on to tell us a little bit about the experience of the con itself, uh, premiering his movie and how it went over. So welcome, first of all. (laughs) It's finally great to be back after so many years. It's been a long time. (laughs) That's sad. (laughs) We must do this more often. Yes. So um, I had a great time in Germany. Um, I had never been to Europe before, so it was a you know a brand new experience. Um, uh, everyone there uh, is absolutely wonderful, except for the one crazy guy uh, yelling things 
down in the streets of Cologne. I don't, I, don't, I have a video of him. I, I don't remember. Um, and I think one guy was going to attack us. I don't know. I think he he was kind of crazy too. But other than the, the, the two crazy people on the streets of Germany, everything was great. Um, Did you like feel like you were going to get lost with all the signs in another language that you couldn't read and uh, craziness? Well, luckily, luckily we had Gunnar um, there uh, taking us around and telling us the history of uh, everything. This man is the most intelligent person I've ever met. He knows the history of every rock and building and tree <laughs> in the entire country. That's so, awesome. Wow. He, he is awesome. Um, but anyway, so uh, it was a great experience. Uh, it was awesome to experience a new culture. And um, But the convention itself was, was fantastic. Uh, it was, um, you know, it was smaller than than PowerCon, um, and, I, and I knew that going in mm-hmm. uh, that it was going to be more intimate. And uh, but it was it was so good. There was still like, uh, you know, lots of cool things. Mattel sent over a, a box of of all uh, like current and like new yet to be released figures. So I got to see, um, I got to see these figures before anybody else. Wicked. Um, I have, uh, I own Perfuma. Perfuma's not out yet, right? You're right. Oh, you so, got her already? So, yeah, I, I own her. Like, I, there were uh, there were some raffles, and uh, I won a, a Blast Attack, um, but I already had uh, two of those. And another guy, um, the guy who actually did the art for the cover for the Fall of Grayskull comic, won the Perfuma. And I was like, hey, you want to trade? He was like, yeah, actually, I do. <laughs> nice. I'm like, sure. I just, really, I just want a Perfuma. It's just so I can open the package and smell her. Uh, <laughs> She smells like flowers. Do you remember, Josh, when she's coming out? Uh, I think that's October, isn't it? I think it's next month. That sounds right. Yeah. I believe it is. Oh, I'm so jealous. Does she smell wonderful? (laughs) (laughs) You little jerk. (laughs) Well, I I love, you know, the smell of the plastic of the figures anyway. But, uh, you know, with the added flower smell, it's really it's really cool. Much better than uh, Mossman. Yes. (laughs) Or Stink or with his patchouli. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and anything is better than the air fresheners they handed out at San Diego Comic Con this year. <laughs> yeah. So I still have I haven't opened mine yet. Is it I heard it was don't bad. don't don't open it. It's yeah. If you open it, it will be discarded immediately. You can't keep it within a hundred feet of you once it's open. It's so very it's terrible. not the patchouli, it's it's like a real skunk maybe then or uh or... it's I it it it's not skunk either. It's something that is I it's indescribable. I I, I don't know. <laughs> It, it's like the you know the smell of roadkill after many days or something oh, like it's no. it's beyond anything you can expect you cannot ex- be expecting this so yeah well, uh, I had several of them and uh, we <laughs> we opened up one of them we made the mistake my my dad who who goes to Comic Con with me uh, loves patchouli for some strange reason that I can't fathom hey I like patchouli. Yeah, and uh, so he, we, we were both expecting it to smell like that. So he was like, "Oh, I want, I want to see what it smells like." So we're we're sitting in the middle of a restaurant, and he, <laughs> he we're going, we got, we we're just outside the convention. We're in the restaurant, and he decides to open up one of them just to see what it smells like. And it, it was a disaster because it's just, it's terrible. It's just <laughs> you can't even be within you know 100 feet of it. Did Don't it bother it. the the other people in the restaurant? Where people like throwing uh, up. Yeah, he, he, well, <laughs> first he gives it back to me and tries to get me to put it in my backpack, which I'm like, that's not happening. So then he went and tossed it in the trash in the bathroom, I think is what he eventually did with it. But uh, yeah, I think he got a few strange looks from 
from people wondering what, what it was. So it, it was it was bad. <laughs> now all you can picture is that scene from Stand By Me with the mass vomiting at the fair. If you've seen that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> nice. Wow. But anyway, she smells great. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yes. The other end of the spectrum. Yes. Yes. So we have to ask, what was your opinion of Dreadful Tila? <laughs> okay. Um, uh, they, it was, we went to Andreas's house to stay the night before the um, convention. And uh, it was really cool because you know, that's where they had shipped uh, the, the toys last minute. And so I was like, I'm just going to go over here, over here and mess with this box. So like, I pulled everything out and like spread it all out on the, on the couch. I didn't open and look at, at Tila until the um, uh, until they put it on display. But I saw the picture, and the picture looked okay on the box. Uh, or no, there wasn't a picture of the box. I'm, that's. Yeah, I think it was just know, box having, art, right? I'm having a false memory, but um, but yeah, I didn't really realize the atrocity um, until. <laughs> the uh, uh the next day and i have absolutely no complaint of any classics toy ever i've never complained about anything i think they're all great i think that we're lucky to even have anything mm-hmm. um, people need to just shut up <laughs> uh, but i will say that tila's the filmation tila face on this is not good i i um she her face she needs more of a chin yeah um, or her face needs to be kind of moved up or something. I don't know, but it, it just does not look good. <laughs> Did you so see I'm any so, of the... I'm sorry for whoever designed that or sculpted it. It's just it, the first time ever that I don't like something. Hey, you're not the only well, one. I think it's been a unifying topic in the fandom lately. <laughs> everybody <laughs> thinks he's horrible. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I was hoping she was better in person, but it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> no, uh, but it's better than no filmation, Tila. So, hey, you know. I'm hoping they're still going to give us an actual Filmation Tila in the, you know, Filmation line, that Filmation oh, yeah. sub. So that's kind of, I've seen a few people say, if they do that, this would be kind of Tila version 1.5, and then we'll get an actual <laughs> Tila 2.0 in the future, yeah. hopefully. My fingers are crossed. And I really think that's why she came so high in the polls, was because we found out about this right around the times that the polls were happening for the Filmation sub. So she's like number three i want to say if i remember right i think it's directly related to this (laughs) or just an extra throw-in head somewhere right yeah yeah (laughs) well were there people in cosplay this year because i know at that convention they usually step that up Um, pretty good i was expecting there to be a lot but there weren't there were um three people dressed in cosplay i saw um well uh, uh marianne um uh, that's her name, right? The, uh, yeah. That's James's friend. Mm-hmm. Um, she dressed uh, up both days as uh, Celise and uh, what was the other? Lady Volterra. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Um, and those were really awesome. I saw a guy dressed up, and I don't know who it was, as Drag Store. No really way. Cool. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't I ever that's a random one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was awesome. Um, and then there was uh, Yoshi walking around. So I don't know where Yoshi came from, but it was pretty cool. Um, That's wow. hysterical. <laughs> now I really want to see a Dragon Blaster Skeletor with Yoshi on his back. Yes. <laughs> this needs to happen. Someone will custom that, I'm sure. With like a little button or something to have a tongue fly out, maybe. <laughs> 
disappointed. I think it was last year or the year before there was all these pictures. I mean, it was a huge group of like 20 yeah. people in cosplay. What happened, people? I don't know. Laziness, total, maybe. Total laziness. <laughs> well, and then was your movie. Okay, so um, I was scared to death. Nobody had seen it at all. Um, uh, even the cast hadn't seen it. No, no one had seen it. Um, Gunnar, uh, the, the guy who was kind of in charge of the convention and who I stayed with, um, watched it, you know, when we got there. It's kind of like, hey, th thanks for, like, cooking for us and <laughs> showing us around and letting us stay here. Well, you know, we'll get, let you watch it early. And he, he liked it. Um, but, you know, he's, he's a very um, uh, smart guy, very uh, intellectual, and he's... Um, very knowledgeable on film and writing and stuff. So he, he kind of offered like, here, here's what I would have changed. So I was kind of like, Oh no, like I hope that like not everybody is going to be like that. I hope I just, I just want people to be like, Hey, good job. Yeah. Um, I don't want everybody to be a critic. <laughs> so I was worried to begin with. And then I was extra worried because of that. And it was time and uh, it was starting and the room was full and which was awesome. But uh, everyone was really stone faced. And I was like, Oh no, I was like, it's going to be like a tough crowd. And um, for the first, I don't know, 15 minutes, everyone, like, there was, like, no reaction. I was like, man, these guys hate it. <laughs> oh, no. um, and, uh, but, you know, halfway through and through the end, I could tell people were starting to really enjoy it. People would, like, smile or laugh at parts or, like, nudge their friend and, like, point, you know. So, nice. um, and at the end, everyone applauded and um, came up and complimented me. And, and I had so many compliments and... Um, Everyone told me how much, you know, their favorite parts, what they loved. And so I think the only um, the only negative thing that I heard, which even wasn't too negative, was like, you know, like they did. There was two people that didn't prefer the gore that I put in. And there's not a lot of gore in it. There's not a lot of like blood and guts, but there's, you know, a couple a couple clips that are kind of like, whoa, that's your but, style, uh, though. That's right. That's that's my touch. Yeah. But um. But even then, they were like, you know, that's, you know, that's your thing. And, you know, it's still really great. That's just, you know, not what I'm used to. Gotcha. So, so I was very relieved and I'm much more confident now going into like the, the future screenings. Jeez. I'm so glad it was a positive experience. Awesome. Thanks. I knew it would be in the future ones, but, and I, I say this with lots of love because I have German family and friends, um, but they are not as animated typically when they're if in their reactions to such things. Like I am a highly animated person. When I get excited, I get super excited. Um, yeah. Like when I watched your video of the applause afterward, like there was no woo or like, yeah, or whistles, <laughs> you know, things that people would do in America. <laughs> I'm not saying that about all Germans, obviously, but that just seems to be their, their overall persona is a little, muted compared to a little more reserved yeah that's a good word for it um, until, until the late night uh music and partying oh really um add some like alcohol and some mead and add like the gummy bears theme song over a pa and i'm telling you <laughs> it's it's all out craziness it was it was uh, the after hours was very fun and exciting i i hope I hope that I get to see some pictures from it. I've seen a couple, but like I hope there's no pictures or video of me because I was joining in the craziness and <laughs> I um, don't want to be mocked to death. I've only seen a couple of like you and James. <laughs> yeah, and then those are 
those are typical for both of you. There's <laughs> nothing out of the ordinary. And I had a, such a fun time. It was like, I felt like I was like at a middle school, middle school, like church camp or something again, um, <laughs> nice. hanging out with him. We were, we, we were like giggling schoolgirls, like for the, <laughs> for hours. Um, so and, uh, and that leads me into, to, uh, John Carroll's, uh, premiere for, oh, yes. for his part three. Um, I love his movies. I loved the first two, especially the second one, because um, you know it, it, they progressively, you know, get get better. Um, so, and I've been waiting for years to see this, you know, the conclusion, the, mm-hmm. the part three, and um, it's really cool. It, it picks up, you know, right where the other one leaves off. There's kind of like a recap, and it's I love when movies do that, and um, and the quality is outstanding. But um, but we going into watching it, we knew that there was a lot of cameos, you know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people uh, that we knew, a lot of fans, a lot of uh, human friends of mine, you know, were in it. And um, so we the little group of people there, we were going in like, well, hey, let's make, do a drinking game to where like every time we see like a cameo or somebody we know, uh, we'll you know take a drink. Nice. And uh, right before we watched it, we were out in the lobby and some, there was a, a 2000 X comic there. You know, and, uh, we were, um, skimming through it. And, uh, uh James was like, look, there's uh, John Callis. And I was like, huh? <laughs> and, uh, I, I, I had no idea that he appeared in the actual He-Man comic as like the, like a medic or a yep. nurse or a doctor. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and like, it was hilarious. And like, you know, we were just having a giggly goofy time anyway. So we were laughing about it and, um, you know, like one of the panels that was drawn to where like he had like a big belly. And so we were, we were like, uh, you know, making fun of that kind of. And anyway, so like we were, we were already like, we had John Callis on the brain. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we were watching the, uh, the film and, um, trying not to be too, John Carroll probably hates us. I was trying so hard. I was like, don't laugh out loud. Don't laugh out loud because he's <laughs> going to think I'm laughing at the movie and I'm not at all because mm-hmm. uh, I really enjoyed it. But, um, but every time like, uh, we'd be like, Oh, look, there's Bjorn, you know, take a drink or there's, you know, such and such, you know, drink. But, um, anytime there would be like, we were waiting for, for John Callis to come up and like, so anytime there was like some crazy weird, like monster big bearded monster character oh, john callis you know and, <laughs> or, uh, you know so so it was you know and finally finally you know he appeared toward the end there and it was kind of like a triumphant moment like finally there he is john callis you have to take five drinks <laughs> yeah so anyway it was it doesn't i don't know maybe being there is is much more funny than what i'm describing but i promise it was uh it was one of the highlights uh, of the entire fun. trip sounds fun that's amazing <laughs> And I don't, I think you've spent more time like in person with a lot of those fans than I've had the opportunity to do. Um, so I wouldn't get as many drinks in probably by the end, but I still may have to watch it with that in mind. <laughs> the few that I know who are in it. Yeah. Yeah. That would Just be. pretend everyone's John. And <laughs> you can... Yeah. Smashed. That must be the way to do it. All the monsters are John. <laughs> there you go. That's epic. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to be watching his movie soon. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Uh, but I want to watch like all three in succession if I can put a, put aside a chunk of time to do that because I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, but I'm really glad that that was received well also. Yes, it really was. I really enjoyed it. I, I can't wait to watch it again. 
Roberts. There was man, there was some really good acting. Uh, John himself um, as the, uh, the the pilgrim or the traveler. Or I can't remember the name of the character, but uh, man, it was the best acting in the entire movie. And um, the characters um, uh, from the filmation, Drood, and who's the who's his the the boss that bosses him around. You, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. Well, anyway, those guys, uh, phenomenal actors in the movie. So I really enjoyed it. Awesome. If you haven't seen it, watch it now immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and tell us the next opportunities we're going to get to watch your film. Okay. So um, let's see. What is today's date? The 20th. So, yeah. So this, man, this Saturday, uh, we are premiering it uh, in Hollywood It'll be the U the U.S. premiere um, at the Egyptian Theater in Hollywood, which is really cool. Um, the Egyptian Theater is uh, that's where the very first Hollywood premiere uh, took place. It was Robin Hood in 1920 something, 22 maybe. Oh wow! And um, other cool, I mean, and tons of premieres have happened there over the years. Uh, some of the coolest maybe were um, Return of the Jedi Whoa. and Alien. Um, so it's it's cool to be able to show. To premiere a movie in the U.S. in the same theater that these, you know, huge, awesome movies have premiered. And not that I'm anywhere near those, but, you know, it's just kind of cool. Oh, it's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And is there going to be, like, an event surrounding the movie or anything else going on that weekend? No. uh, I I had no idea that that this past weekend's events were even going on. Like, they hadn't announced it yet. And then... Yeah, that was uh, very last minute. (laughs) I am. I wish that I could have gone. I, uh, uh, Johnny went there and he uh, passed out uh, posters for the movie. So Sweet. hopefully that'll get a few more ticket sales. Um, oh yeah, for, for that event, I've got a few tickets left. So if anybody's listening to this and you live in California and you want to go to this, um, go or log on to um, my website, followgrayschool.com and go to screenings, click on tickets, and uh, buy a ticket because I want to I want to sell out you know the theater. There's but I, I, it's almost sold out now. But there's a few left. Wow. And, uh, so do that before um, Wednesday. That way um, I'll be able to have the tickets there waiting for you. Uh, but no but no other events. Uh, you know we'll we'll be there. There there may be a few notable He-Man people there. I, I don't I don't want to say because I don't know for sure and I don't know if these people even want people to know that they'll they're going to be there so okay fair enough um, so possible yeah, surprise it. guests yeah that's true cool and uh, let's see what's after that and then um, then the following Thursday we're screening it in um, my hometown of Owensboro Kentucky and that's gonna kind of kind of be an event there because like every Almost all the cast and crew will be there. Um, Brian's flying in from from California, and uh, I'll be giving away a lot of um, He-Man-related things. Kind of like, well, I wanted that to be... When I was a kid, um, we would go to the theater on Saturdays, and they would have drawings. You know, you'd get your ticket, and they would draw. You, you'd win like a coupon for a free ice cream at Baskin-Robbins, or you win a free this or that, or... And, you know, in The Secret of the Sword, when it showed back in the 80s, they gave out a comic book, um, or at least they did it in our theater, um, for the for the movie. And so I, I kind of wanted to make something like that again. So I have, like, toys and comics and stuff to give out. And um, 
And that screening is also a benefit for Toys for Tots. So to get your ticket, you just show up, donate a toy, and and you get your ticket. Nice. Um, oh, and not to mention that the Hollywood screening is a benefit for Make-A-Wish. So That's awesome. Kudos to you. Thanks. Excellent. And did I see correctly that you already have your Fall of Grayskull poster out in front of the theater in Owensboro? Yes, I hung it up yesterday. Um, That's so cool. <laughs> it's, it's it's crazy. I, I've had a poster hung up there before, but like it's super duper, uh, you know, more cool now because it's a He-Man poster and it's, uh, it's just I love the poster anyway because um, Matt O'Toole uh, sketched it and um, and I kind of I took photos and kind of laid it out and then Tony Washington like painted it and it's an awesome poster and now if you drive. Down the street, you can look and see He-Man on a movie theater, and that's crazy to me because it hasn't happened in almost three decades. Yeah, is there yeah, like a big really marquee cool. that it's gonna say He-Man on in front of the theater? Um, no. Okay, like some of the older theaters around here, they'll oh, have the big sign yeah. out front where they'll you know put up yeah. the plastic letters, etc. They don't have that there. Maybe the one in Chicago might have that. It's an older theater. Um, that's in October, but uh, it'll um, like the little digital marquees on the inside will say like Gray Skull or He Man or whatever. So sweet. I'll make sure to take sure. photos of that. Definitely. I hope there will be some cosplay going on there as well. That'll I hope so. Fun. And what are the ones after that showing? Uh, okay, so October the. Let me look at my calendar here. Twenty fourth in Chicago at the Patio Theater. Um, it's it's being billed as like triple threat, like a He-Man triple threat that day. Hold on, let's see. It's kind of it kind of coincides with the uh, the mini comic book release. Um, and that's why we chose that week because that's the week it comes out okay. or the week before. Um, so um, and Dark Horse is giving us like an allotment of the mini comic books. Um, so the day is going to start off at Challengers Comics um, in Chicago. And what's going on at Challengers? So Tim Seeley and Steve Seeley and Val Staples will be there. Uh, we'll, we'll all be there. We'll all be at all these places. But, you know, they're kind of more comic-centric. They worked on the, the mini-comic book. You know, it's a comic shop. So, you know, they are going to be there, you know, signing the book, hanging out, you know, being cool like they are, and uh, <laughs> that's from 11 a.m. to 1.30 p.m., and then we're all going to caravan over um, to Toy Du Jour, which is a toy store, local toy store in Chicago, and uh, Pixel Dan will be there, uh, Johnny Bilson, myself, um, and the other guys, Val will be there, and uh, I don't know about uh, the Seelys, but um, we'll be there hanging out, playing with toys, um, I'm going to have... Uh, movie stuff there, Fall of Grey School movie stuff. Johnny's going to have a table with all of his costumes and stuff. We'll have comics and posters uh, there. Oh, we'll have comics at all the places. But that's from 2.30 to 5 p.m. And then we're going to go on over. I think we're going to have a dinner. And then we're going to go on over to the Patio Theater. And at 7 is the movie screening. And that is a benefit for the Special Olympics in Chicago. Cool. So, God, that sounds like so much fun. <laughs> yeah, really, really cool. I want to 
go play with toys in a toy store. Not fair. Well, then do it. I'm stopping you. <laughs> Don't be like those people that didn't cosplay. Just do it. <laughs> well, are there still plans for a screening in Louisville as well? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm working on it. Uh, there's a film festival there that's my favorite local one. It's called the Fright Night Film Festival. And... Um, it's supposed to, I've just got to work out some, some details. Um, okay. so, but, it, but when is that supposed to be? Let me check my, my own website here. I don't even think <laughs> on your stuff. website, it says between October 16th and 18th. Oh yeah. That's the weekend that, it, that the, the festival is. So it's, it'll be in that window. I need to find out what exact day and time though. Okay. So yeah, that's the one that's closest to me, but and doesn't necessarily mean that's the one I would go to because I want to go to one of these for sure. Um, that would just be the most convenient, probably. But with all the other cool stuff you're doing around them, hmm, I'll have to give that some. Yeah, thought. you're gonna have a busy couple of months. Yes, um, I can't wait until November because then I will have my life back. And <laughs> Won't that be a novel I just, concept? <laughs> I just added a date. Hold on, I forgot about this. Hold on. Another one? It's crazy. <laughs> Let's see. When is it? November the something. November 14th. Um, I wanted to have a screening in the Northeast and um, in the town of Danielson, Connecticut on November the 14th. I don't know the exact time, but it's uh, a small convention called EllisCon. Uh, looks like it's called EllisCon 27. So maybe it's just a Man, it's the 27th year. Good grief. Um, uh, it's at a, um, it's at like a technical school there. And they have, uh, it's for like gaming and comics and just nerd stuff. Stuff that we like, you know. And um, and they have, they've reached out to me wanting to show the movie. And I was like, well, you want to show this movie? I want to show it in the, the Northeast. So... There you go. So if you live up in that New England area, um, this is your chance to see it, like, you know, live. Awesome. Excellent. That's not on my website, but yet. But if you just type in Ellis Con, E-L-L-I-S Con, um, on Facebook, it'll come up. And then what are you going to do with all that lovely time that you have back once this is all over? (laughs) Let's see. Get back into shape, uh, for one thing, because I've let myself go terribly um just uh, spend time with with my family and friends again they probably hate me now because they think that i'm i've avoided them for the past year you're such a jerk daniel god i know i know, <laughs> <laughs> I know they understand <laughs> um but yeah i'm i'm excited to kind of be on the other end of this yeah so i guess that's Very all cool. of the uh all the info um i'm trying to do there's so many people want to in texas want to see it excuse me and um i have looked into texas into several different cities and theaters and um people need to realize that it's very expensive to show a movie when you don't have like when you're not like a film studio you know if you're just a guy making a movie um, you can't, it costs money. You know, you don't, you don't make money on this. Like I've, I've, uh, the Kickstarter money was gone in days and we've probably spent total, probably 20 grand to, on this, 
movie of our start, you know, and wow. minus the Kickstarter, the rest was just out of our own pocket. Plus there's continual costs of, of paying for these screenings. And then we're not making anything off the screenings either. So it's, you know, it's really just a crazy, ludicrous thing to even think of. So I don't know why I did it, but it's, uh, <laughs> it is what it is. And uh, Are you going to have like a donation jar or something, at least at the screenings for people who want to give you some additional support? I mean, I don't... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I hadn't planned on it. People have asked me that, but like, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm we not We know like, you're not greedy, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody wants to shove cash in my pocket, I'm not going to like smack them or anything. <laughs> but, um, you know. Yeah. I would be happy just for people to show up. Cool. Well, it sounds like a lot of people are planning to, so I'm really That's excited cool. to hear how this goes. Thanks. Oh, and, and of course... Um, it will show at PowerCon uh, next year, and it'll there it'll be like a special um, edition. I'll have an added bonus uh, scene exclusive to PowerCon. Oh, cool! So, oh, very nice. And are there going to also be DVDs at some point? Um, I don't know. I, I what I had originally planned to do was just screen it some places, and then after the screenings. Um, fulfill all of the Kickstarter uh, rewards, which included DVDs and Blu-rays. And then once that was out of the way and everybody, you know, had their chance to, to see it, then I would post it online okay. uh, on YouTube, prop maybe, and then maybe, you know, of course, disable the comments so I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> yeah. uh, would be wise. <laughs> so that's the plan now. So you know, I, if I mean, if somebody just wants a DVD, I mean, just tell me i've got a bunch of blank discs i'll just burn you one you know no big deal sweet so cool did you have any additional questions josh i don't think so you did a great job what did you need me for <laughs> <laughs> you're good moral support <laughs> okay josh i wanted to I meet you why was that <laughs> i wanted to meet you josh at uh at, at comic-con i saw you sitting across the room at the mattel panel and I told John, I was like, hey, I was like, you know, introduce me to uh, to Josh. I've not met him in person. and um, But then it was so crazy after the panel that I didn't get to meet you. So Yeah, Comic-Con's a crazy time for yes. me. Cause I, I go and do all the master stuff, but I do a bunch of other stuff there as well. And, uh, of course, I've, the last two years I've been promoting my novel and things like that there as well. So it's been really busy. Oh, yeah, Josh. How's your audiobook coming? Uh, it's coming actually, uh, right before we, uh, recorded this interview, I, uh, got the notification that everything has been, uh, uploaded to audible and we're just kind of waiting for final approvals. So it should be out in a couple of weeks. I had no idea that you had an audiobook. What, what is uh, it? Yeah. They, I, my, my novel came out about a, a little over a year ago and, uh, the audiobook has been in production for the last, uh, like four or five months and it's finally coming out. So very excited. What, what is, what's the name of your novel? I need to, I need to look this up. What? Uh, it's called Haven Lost. Uh, there are eBooks available on Kindle and iBooks and Nook and all those places. There's paperback available on Amazon. And then of course the audiobook will be on Audible and iTunes as soon as that's out. And it's a fantasy, awesome. correct? Yeah. The Dragon's Broods Cycle. Yeah, cycle. That's the first book. I'm in the middle of writing the second book right now. Oh. So. Why didn't anyone tell me these things? <laughs> if you listen to PowerCon, I mean, not PowerCon, <laughs> Master's Cast more often, you would know this. If you would make Master's Cast more often, I would 
I would know when one was uploaded. <laughs> we're working on it. We're, we're, we've been on a pretty tight schedule the last three months. I've been proud of ourselves. Yeah, we've been doing good. Guys. Yeah, hopefully we'll keep it up. I'll try to send you a personal link every time, Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do, if you do get around to reading it, Daniel, let me know what, what you thought. Absolutely. It's fantasy, so it's something something that uh, Masters fans may like. So, I will definitely definitely get it when it comes out an audiobook, so I don't have to like read words. Yeah, see, that's me. <laughs> that's totally me. <laughs> I've been waiting this whole time and keeping Josh waiting with my opinion, and I'm so sorry, but. I'm definitely getting the audiobook the day it comes out, and I will start listening to it immediately, and sure. I'm sure I'm going to love it. Thank you. I hope so. I'll review it in all the places. Awesome. Thank you. Josh is the best. Read his book. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> all caps, you know. <laughs> That's how I'm going to read it to myself in my head in that voice. I'm going to be like, once upon a time. <laughs> sorry you guys make me laugh well i guess that's everything for our interview today i'm sure we will have you on again at some point daniel because you're good people we like keeping you around i love being on master's cast i love uh you guys and i love your guys voices and you know i've listened to you from the beginning Maybe just not the last couple episodes, I guess, because I didn't maybe even know that they existed. But you've been busy. You get a pass. I know. My life will will come back to normal probably after Christmas or around Christmas. So awesome. Awesome. We'll you in the loop and have you on again someday. Cool. Thank you. I would love it. Awesome. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for taking some time to talk to us. This was great. Yes. Thank you very much. Anytime. Thank you guys. And as we always do on Masters Cast, you got to join us in a good, good journey. And the last thing I just wanted to mention was because I've brought this up several times on the podcast about them making a Santa, Prince Adam, and Relay figure from the Christmas special. And there are surprisingly a good number of people out there that want that. It's good. not just me or John. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a thread that I did not start on He-Man.org. So if you also would like to see those figures made, like maybe as a special holiday item, not part of the sub kind of yeah. thing, um, go voice your support. So maybe they'll make it one day. And I don't think there's a thread devoted to it yet, but in several threads, I've seen some love going out for the Twiggets lately. And I definitely wanted to give a shout out of my support for the Twiggets as well, whether they're in classics or filmation style. I don't really care. I think they look the same either way. Um, but I really, really want them because they were in basically every episode of yes. Shira. So. And they can come with a bowl of spoo <laughs> and a Whispering Woods tree. Yes. Yes. I like it. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully we'll get some love for the cuter characters one of these days. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> But I think that's everything I had on my list. I think we have covered everything that we needed to. Awesome. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. As always, I'm John Callis, also known as a Shadow. I am Katie Carty Hiley, also known as Rainbow Bright. And I'm Josh the Lion Court, also known as Lion Court. Good, Good. 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 Good.